What is up, everyone? Welcome to Toffee Blues USA, your source for all things Everton, American style, uh, which which usually means without the cool British accent. But we don't have the cool British accent today either, but we are going to be reaching into a different region of the States, which we haven't done before, which is super exciting. Today, we've got Jordan Sanchez joining us from Vice City Evertonians. Jordan, it's nice to meet you, man. It's nice to meet you too, and uh, thank you for inviting me on. Yeah, man, very cool. Uh, so, Jordan, uh, Vice City Evertonians, let's talk, uh, let's talk Miami uh, Everton support. So, just out of curiosity, the first thing I thought of, because immediately we were talking about the, uh, the heavy Spanish-speaking uh, representation in Miami, um, how big of an influence on the Everton support in Miami was the Hamas Rodriguez signing like was it impactful at all? I mean, you got a freaking sign on the on the coast. Was yeah. it like is, was it like as big a deal as I was hoping it was? Well, to to be honest, as far as like what was going out on the streets, which Miami is very much a street party town. Like one of our local teams wins a championship, let's say the Heat or the Marlins, people are out on the streets hitting their pots and pans and going nuts awesome. granted we're in the middle of a pandemic right now so right. things are a little bit more tempered so the only way i could really measure the excitement was on social media right so mm-hmm. i mean based on what i saw on social media it was it was pretty wild i mean we have a, a big 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 um colombian population here big giant colombian community here along with brazilian and other south american communities as well um and it was just amazing to see how many messages came into uh, to our socials. Uh, lots of lots of direct messages, lots of, uh, of mentions and stuff through Twitter. And, and we did see an uptick in membership uh, at Vice City just based on the Hamas signing. Wow, that's awesome. That's I was curious about that because you 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 make assumptions, but I feel like you're like so much more strategically placed to answer that kind of question than. Uh, goofy jerry in north carolina who's just like it seems like it's right but yeah somebody who's actually there would know but you're right i mean because because i was going to be like you know when when it's not pandemic time uh do you have like a meetup place or is it mainly one of those things where y'all gather more online or like how does how does the uh how do vice city evertonians actually function so we do have a meetup spot. It's uh, the Old Dubliner uh, in downtown Miami. It's a really, really central bar, and it's considered the city's soccer bar. Mm-hmm. Um, the bartender there, his name is James. I have to give a big shout-out to him. Uh, he's, a, he's a Manchester United supporter, but we'll forgive him. We'll forgive him for that. <laughs> uh, but he is, he's so cool. Um, he's originally from Ireland. And he was the bartender at one of the biggest soccer pubs in the south of the south of the United States, mm-hmm. uh, here in Miami. And when that suddenly closed down, um, soccer fans in the area, which Miami is a pretty big soccer town. Granted, we've only had a professional soccer team or an MLS team for one year, uh, but we do have a huge, huge following of of you know the Colombian national team, the Brazilian national team. 
even even the German national team, a lot of German Bundesliga teams have good representation here, being a, a multicultural city. Um, James was the guy that brought all those soccer supporters to the old Dubliner. So the cool thing about that spot is that if I show up with, you know, my little contingent of Evertonians, we're going to see some Chelsea supporters. We're going to see some Arsenal supporters. We're going to see some Newcastle supporters hanging out, either going into the game or coming out of another match. And uh, we always get to, I usually get to mingle with the Chelsea guys because I know some of them. And it's just a really cool spot to just talk football, you know? Mm. And uh, that's why I love, I love the old Dubliner. We also have a member, a new member, who's originally from Merseyside. He's a little bit north in the, in the Broward County area, and he has like a home pub. So if ever we have some sort of like cool, usually it's the later games where, he, where he's down to do it. We sometimes go and uh, go to his house and uh, nice. watch it at his home pub, and it's all Everton-based, all Everton-themed. It's, it's really cool. That is cool. That's great, man. Yeah. Uh, so, so you mentioned, I'm going to get into Everton in just a second, but just to kind of throw it out there, anybody in the Miami area, uh, Vice City Evertonians, you got to be following that account so that you can uh, touch base for all that. That just, yeah. And you'll see uh, Jordan's uh, Twitter credentials down there as well. Should be, should be right there below his, below his head somewhere, <laughs> graphic wise. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so really quick, uh, just just gauging uh, when when Inter Miami comes to, came to town, um, were you an Inter Everton supporter before that, uh, and and were you thinking you know what we've got a, we've got a club in town, uh, I need to at least support my local a little bit, or were you like? Nah, nah, it's all Everton and that's all I got. How, how did you approach all that? So my primary, my primary club is Everton. I would, right. always, I would always support Everton first, but I, am, I love Miami sports in general. I'm a huge Heat fan. I'm a huge Miami Dolphins fan, huge Marlins fan. And I actually love this particular kit from Everton because it reminds me of the University of Miami, a Hurricanes, yes. same color. So I love, I love sporting it. As soon as and, you said it, I was like, okay, that makes total sense. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's almost identical in, in, color, in the color scheme. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I love Inter-Miami. I've, oh, I've, you know, I've been watching how the saga unfold. I, I don't know how much, how familiar you are with the whole David Beckham looking for a stadium, looking for land. And it, it was, it, it's still a work in progress. I mean, the final product, they want to move this team, the stadium, from Fort Lauderdale, where it currently is, to Miami, right next to Miami International Airport. But, of course, you got politics involved um, and all that stuff. And I, from the beginning, I've been always supporting Inter-Miami Inter for that. And I hope they could finally kind of, like, get into cruise control because even when it came down to picking a, a manager and the players, they had so many players picked out before they even had a manager, they brought the manager on board and then they had to unload some other players. So it, it really has been quite the journey. We didn't do as well as I hoped this year, even though we did make the playoffs, which is great. Um, but yeah, I really, really pull for them. But overall, Everton is my primary. Yeah, that's kind of, uh, I, I, I asked that because, you know, we just got recently got uh, Charlotte FC in North Carolina which, you know, obviously they haven't kicked the ball yet. Only the academy teams have played. And, uh, you know, I want to I wanna support that as much as I can. But I'm, I'm also just kind of thinking, like, 
I, this is, I, Everton is strong right yeah. here. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm trying to think about how to nestle something anywhere near it. And it's kind of difficult. So, you know, I guess maybe it's like, don't try to like replace or try to just have it a different kind of love and let it happen naturally. And there you go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I think that's the way to go. And it's good for the town. You know, like I, I love Miami as a city um it's it is a love or hate city some people like it some people don't uh, i happen to love it and I, anything that's good for the city and good to build the uh the culture and to highlight the culture because uh you know obviously inter miami has a huge latin american contingency uh even all the songs that are sung at the games they're mostly in spanish like 99 percent of them are spanish so I, I think that's a cool thing to to be proud of as a, as a Miami resident, as a citizen of Miami, uh, you know, I think inter Miami has a, an opportunity to make Miami very proud. And, and, uh, and even the supporters clubs for inter Miami have a really big opportunity just to showcase Miami at the world stage. That's awesome. Uh, so, uh, my, how long have you been in Miami? I was born and raised in Miami. I mean, I lived out in New York City for a few years uh, for college. I went to Fordham University. Shout out to a Fordham EFC. <laughs> um, I have I have a Fordham hat in my house oh. that I've had for years, but it's not. It's for very shameful reasons. It was my brother's, and it says oh. "Fu." Fu. There you go. Fu. <laughs> I have an and F-U I hat. haven't worn it since I've like had kids, and it's like buried underneath all my other hats because I'm like, but yeah, I wore my Fu hat for a while. It's the first time I've told anybody about it. <laughs> <laughs> I have my I have my very own Fu hat as well. Uh, one of the uh, it's funny because Fordham has another another thing that they have that's kind of that kind of like uh, um, it has to do with like. I guess uh, uh, an alliteration of cursing or uh, 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 they have a chant that was notorious back when Fordham first started. It was one damn, two damn, three damn, four damn. Ah, <laughs> that works all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. They had the, cool. the Archdiocese of New York when that happened back in the day. It had to have been around Lombardi's time when Lombardi was there. Uh, they actually kind of like like had to like publicly denounce that chant, <laughs> and of course, as college kids, what are you gonna do? You know? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're yeah, they're that would almost make them want to do it more. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, so uh, I guess the the big question that I always always ask because it's a question I get asked all the time is how is Jordan down in Miami? Uh, an Everton supporter. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it got, all comes down to uh, I, I I dubbed this uh, that summer the summer of soccer. What year was that? The the year that uh, Tim Howard in the World Cup broke the the saves record, mm-hmm. uh, which was great because you saw Tim Howard go against his teammate uh, Romelu Lukaku and and Kevin and Kevin Morales too, mm-hmm. um, and that was awesome. I mean, that one big soccer bar that I had mentioned before would get packed. And not just for the Team USA games. It was pretty much for any match, it, like any World Cup match. And, and it just, I just started like realizing, man, you know, soccer is such a big part of this town without a team. And, and what would it be like to follow soccer the way I follow, say, basketball or American football? And I started getting into, you know, uh, what clubs I could, I could follow, I was kind of partial to the Premier League because of the ease of watching the matches, 
They were all on TV already. And uh, just Tim Howard was a beast that summer. And I was like, you know, I'm going to follow Tim Howard's team. What club does he play for? Okay, Everton. Cool. I've, I've heard of the squad, but it's not one of the big Manchester United, Liverpool, right? And I was doing – I even went on Facebook and I was like, hmm, guys, give me your best pitch for what, what club I should support. And preferably something with, you know, an American link, right? And uh, obviously Everton was mentioned. Liverpool was mentioned because of the ownership group. Right. Um, a Fulham was mentioned at the time Clint Dempsey was there. Right. Um, so um, I, I was leaning towards one of the bigger clubs. And as I started, like, kind of scouring through Facebook and YouTube for cool videos of, of the histories of these clubs, I stumbled upon some Everton videos. I was like, this, this, this is the one. This is the club right here. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So I mean, one of those things that just kind of felt right at that point, and you just needed that extra little nudge because you were already going in that way? I, the way I like to say it is, you know, they say Evertonians are born and not manufactured. So I was born in Evertonian. I just didn't realize it until later. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I like it, man. So, so uh, I guess currently, who's your favorite current player? Currently, um, I have to say Richarlison. Uh, mm. I, I just, I just love the, the attitude. Uh, granted, People don't like that he kind of falls a lot, right? <laughs> uh, but you know what? That's, that's the game, man. That, that if, if they don't reward that, then it wouldn't happen so much. But, you know, they reward. And I will say this. He gets targeted a lot and doesn't does. get him any calls. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> uh, but I just love uh, his athletic ability. It just, to me, it reminds me a lot of the players that people here in Miami like. When I hear players name, named from – you know, people that play soccer here at the at the at the uh, at the pitches. We have a lot of pitches here in Miami where mm -hmm. you see a lot of pickup games go on, and it just reminds me a lot of the players that people mention. Obviously, you got your Messi's, you got your uh, given the big Argentinian community here. Mm. You got Hamas. Hamas is yeah. <laughs> to me. Hamas, I think, is the number one soccer star in Miami. Uh, wow. Yeah, for and it's like you'll walk around and you'll see Hamas jerseys and, and Hamas Colombian jerseys and. And it, it's crazy. But I think Richarlison just reminds me of one of those dominant, like, athletic, uh, scoring type of dynamic players. And, 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 and you know, I just like – I like his social media presence as well, yes. uh, especially recently when he kind of clapped back at a, at a few people uh, with some yeah. awesome gifts. That was great. Yep. <laughs> I agree. I also thought that was great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it, – think about – you know, Richarlison, he's a goal scorer, but I also like the fact that uh, – I feel like he's going to have swagger and it doesn't matter who he's playing. It just yeah. doesn't yeah. matter. You know, he could be, he could be playing against the best team in the world and he's still going to have some kind of attitude, some kind of almost impudence. There's mm -hmm. something kind of like instigator about him. I like the way, like when you watch the, the Brazilian all or nothing on Amazon where he's just sitting there like talking trash to uh, Ederson when he's like, <laughs> really deeper, and he ends up like, ticking him off and he like Ederson like cha charges him in, in the locker room and everything and you're just like that just he's just like a prankster you know yeah but at the same time he's somebody uh, he's not he's also gonna sit there and and bleed for the club yeah you know yeah. So, that's the main I, thing I, I love yeah. the passion that he has for for the club always always touching the badge and and always showing love to 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 uh whatever end that he scores and he's always mm -hmm always addressing the crowd when, when there was a crowd. 
Um, and that just, to me, it, it, that, that just shows like, you know, you understand, you understand what it is to play for a club like Everton and, and that's mm-hmm. important. Yeah. I'm totally with you on that. Uh, so, uh, I think this is maybe the last Everton based question. Uh, I always ask this because I, I, for some reason, I think it's an interesting question. If you were in, if, if you had to say one all time Everton player it could be current, it could be last year, it could be 10 years ago doesn't matter 20 years ago whatever one Everton player is like okay that's Jordan's personality Oof. okay like a per- person that matches your personality the former Everton player where you're like yeah that's the guy that matches me who, who would you say is your is is, is your uh, your personality doppelganger hmm that's a great great question I'm, you know what? I want. I want to say, can I? Can I do like? Um, can I do like a combination of of two players? Because I, I think. I are, you, think are you doing uh, experimentation on humans here? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like a lab. It's like a lab experiment here. I would say I'm like a combination of like Neville Southall, as far as how vocal I am, uh-huh. and and Tim Cahill. Wow. <laughs> Oh my yeah. gosh! I feel like that hybrid would walk through walls. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a, I wouldn't say I would back it up on a soccer pitch because I don't, you know, I never grew up uh, playing soccer. But I know that I'm, you know, I, I'm not really like if I were to play uh, a little bit of footy, I would, I would just be passionate. I'd be loud. I give, I, I run my my butt off just to. Mm-hmm. To, to get somewhere and I'd have that little edge to me that Cahill had who always had a, a little bit of edge to him you know I nice. love I love that in, in in players and I love that that you could back that he could back it up too it wasn't just uh, it, it wasn't just he, he wasn't really a, a big uh smack talker even though he I'm sure he got his smack in but he he was tough when when he had to be and 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 uh that's I feel like I I would at least want to be that way <laughs> Yeah, I think about him and I think about somebody who's willing to go up for a header. No, number one, by the way, his leap. Holy crap. Yeah. But uh, is to go up for a header at a time, at a, in certain areas where you, they're, they're contested. And yeah. he doesn't care, not worried about it, going up and trying to win the tough 50-50s. Um, you just, yeah. And, and the guy could produce a highlight, yeah? Yeah, um, yeah. And, but so, and so could uh, so could uh, old Big Nets. Yeah, so, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Well, that's I just that's like South Hybrid, by the way. Yeah, I just like Nev's leadership. You know, I like uh-huh. uh, and just him on Twitter as well. Just his, I like seeing people, you know, players with personality, and mm-hmm. I think the personality rubs off on me a little bit. So it makes me like kind of like fall in love with you as a as a as a player. So like I I get partial to some players where you know maybe I shouldn't like them as much as I should because maybe they're not performing as much on the pitch, but. I don't know. I just, I, I, I like to relate to people and mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's why I love Richarlison. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. That, that human connection is, yeah, that's yeah. great. That's great. It's good reasoning, Jordan. I like it. <laughs> so gosh, it's really funny. I have a friend who laughs exactly like you and it's, it's totally tripping me out. It's just totally throwing me. I was like, Oh my God, Jordan has Darren's laugh. That's so crazy. But, uh, <laughs> so uh, last question after light stalking and by light stalking i mean looking at your twitter handle uh i noticed you are a a, a dj yes what kind of a dj are you and uh can you can you teach me something oh i mean like, it... like give me give me something to latch onto because i worry because i i actually i did look at some of your 
entries on Twitter, some of your posts, and I'm like, yeah, I don't understand the difference between those types of music because I'm 42 and from North Carolina and I have kids and I'm like the not, I'm like the least cool person on earth. And so, but I may like it if I hear it. <laughs> so so I, yeah, I would consider myself what's called an open format DJ. So uh, mm-hmm. I started off as a, as a hip hop DJ and then I moved slowly into the dance music scene mm-hmm. uh, to the point where I even uh, had my own morning, ho- morning show on local Miami radio, actually one of the biggest dance stations in the country. Wow. Um, so I would say I'm, I lean more towards dance, but I could pretty much DJ anything um but definitely like dance music electro house uh future house yeah uh definitely get into that you know uh uh a duo a dj duo from merseyside huge Uh everton supporters camel fat yeah Uh, camel fat is awesome yes i've actually heard of them (laughs) there you go there you go they're great because they're everton supporters and then somebody did the uh I think they did, there's a video for them for like Spirit of the Blues as well. Yeah. So I was just like, that's awesome. Yes. So, uh, yes. So you're saying Camel Fat's a good example of... Of of what I DJ. Yeah, yeah. What I even produce music. Um, Also, I'd be remiss to to, to not, to if I didn't mention uh, Anton Powers, another Evertonian DJ uh, who actually DJ Jordan Pickford's wedding? <laughs> the Rayvon? Yeah, he got the. And Jordan Pickford specifically picked him because he was a dance DJ. <laughs> yes, I had I had completely forgotten about Get the Rayvon, but that yeah. is exactly yes, that makes sense. That's great. And, so, and another guy, yeah, another guy that actually is from Merseyside, who's not an Evertonian. He's he, he actually. He, he says he doesn't like football, uh, but James Hype is actually one of the most talented, uh, one of the most talented DJs on the planet uh, right now. Uh, easily one of the most exciting guys. Amazing, amazing at the art of DJing. Definitely check him out. Uh, another Liverpool DJ. Super, super cool. Uh, just, I mean, that guy, is, that guy to me is top, top of the line as far as okay. what I, where I want to be, you know. So if Old Man River here goes <laughs> on to Spotify and puts these in this will not be a problem and it will no. come up yo oh absolutely I, I will say the best way to uh to uh to consume james hype though specifically him is to find him on youtube that he YouTube. uses with his hand he's just a really it's amazing so definitely gotcha. look up james hype on youtube but other than that camel fat and Anton Powers are, 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 the, are the way to go uh, awesome. uh, when it comes to just, you know, nice, nice electro or house music listening. It's, it's, it's good stuff. That is great. Okay, very yeah. cool. Yes. So we've got some really good insight, in, <laughs> not only into Jordan, into what Jordan does, what Jordan knows, what he's an expert of, but also <laughs> Miami and Miami Evertonians. There's just, yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot here. This is great. Very cool <laughs> intro, Jordan. I like it. All right. So. We are going to move on and actually start start talking about Everton stuff. So there's my yeah. first card. Gone. Flicked it. <laughs> so what we're talking about here today for everyone, we've got a Leeds review. We've got a, a mailbag segment. And we're talking Burnley. All right. The nonstop thrill ride. Yeah. That is Burnley. So let's talk Leeds because actually that, that, that match was sort of a, a thrilling match in terms of the chances. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, spoiler alert, if you don't know the score by now, I, I'm sorry for you. But, uh, yeah, I just watched the match today. 
um, <laughs> because I was watching uh, my kid play soccer all day on uh, or, on, on Saturday. But um, yeah, one nil loss. Mm. Um, so I've got some talking points here, Jordan, and some of them are just player names. I have a list of player names because I feel like um, they're sort of like players that I've, I, I've heard recent opinions about. It stuck out to me. And then I'll give you a couple other topics. And I'm just going to let you roll and talk sure. about what you want. And then I'll, I'll butt in with my gray-headed comments. And then we'll just keep going. We'll just play, a little, uh, play a little uh, tennis, you know? Yeah. So, so uh, here we go. Um, talking points. Uh, Pickford, because I feel like every time he plays now, it's something we're talking about. Absolutely. Uh, Iwobi at left back. Davies at right back. Decore, how did that work out? Um, he actually who ended up playing a little right back near the end. It was kind yeah. of yeah, strange, strange game. Uh, Delph, uh, Godfrey, Alan, and Andre Gomez. Those are the players that immediately I was like, we could have conversations about those players. Um, also, potentially talk about uh, was that a poor performance? Was that a fair result? Question mark. Um, uh, also, you could talk about the formation and how that's working for us. Or if you just want to talk about the flow of the game, general thoughts, man. So, yeah. where does Jordan want to start? I am curious. Sure. Well, I mean, I'm not a tactician in any sense of the word. Uh, given my my interest into soccer came in late, despite my dad always badgering me. By the way, a Cuban guy that likes soccer, my dad, uh, that very rare to find. Uh, he would always tell me, Dude, you're gonna, you, you would love, you would love. Uh, football football that you know you, you know all you know, he would watch he would watch the world cup every every time it came around he even traveled in it was in 92 when it was here in the united states i was too too young to remember 92 was, 94 was it 94 94 i think it was because italia he, was 90 so yes, the next one would have been 94 yeah. with the so I, crazy denim u.s national team jerseys that looked like yeah. giant stars and yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, and I had this crazy resistance. So my interest in soccer came a little late. So uh, forgive me if I am not the ultimate tactician. It's okay, man. I, yeah. You're good. But uh, I, I, I can say as far I would like to talk about Pickford for sure. I think that's a good starting point because he seems to be um, he seems to be taking a lot of heat lately. Yeah. Um, I didn't think he played horrendously. He had some really really athletic saves. I think I think what hampers Jordan is his positioning. There are a lot of times where he gets caught caught out of position where he has to make adjustments where if he had if he's just a little bit more disciplined, he wouldn't need to make these super epic superman saves yeah. or wouldn't have to concede really easy goals um and I think that is one of the um one of one of the main things that I always uh, I was thinking about during the Leeds game, uh, but le- you know I don't want to blame him entirely. I mean our defense in general is it, it has not shown their A game uh, in recent matches. So yeah, they you know. had a lot of opportunities, man. They yeah, had a lot of opportunities. It's just and too too much for for even any goalkeeper to handle. Yeah, and the thing is, like, and and their goal, uh, I think you could make, you know, a bit of an argument for. Jordan not having like Pickford not having seen the ball. I say Jordan, I'm talking to Jordan. Sorry, man. But <laughs> like I should say yeah, Pickford, no. not be confusing. How about that? But uh, <laughs> but uh, I think uh, 
the ball's blocked a little bit. It looked like he got a late start on the on the save. Yeah. Um, like he's it was blocked a little bit, and so he didn't actually get going. Because I was as I was watching, I was like, oh, he's gonna get to that because the ball was like hugging, uh, but it, it didn't really hit the ground until, you know, closer to the goal. Which when I saw that certain angle, like beside the goal, you could actually see that it was kind of, you know, only about that, you know, about that high off the ground, like for yeah. a while. And uh, so it was actually hit with more pace than I think I realized. But I still think if he sees it coming off and he's in the right place, I think he makes that save. Yeah. It, I, it, I agree it, with you. It's not all his fault, but you could say that maybe he could have done a little better. I just think it, 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 you see you see the the problems that his positioning uh, gives him on the shots outside of the box, where he's conceding a lot of shots outside of the box because he's playing either too far forward or he's off his line or or, or something positionally where he's just not up to the task of of getting to a ball that's being shot from outside the box, which. To me, I think those are the shots that you really have to rely on being on your line and being steadfast. And yeah. it just doesn't seem like he is, 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 is getting there. Now, that being said, like, I always want to hedge this because, again, I'm not a tactician. I don't want to – I'm not out there. I'm not going to make these saves that he is. He's you a very athletic kid. You are super still allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, I, it's okay, man. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he's very athletic. His, the, the saves that he did make were incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, I just think maybe he gets a little nervous with, with the defense. And I have to wonder, is it a communication thing? What's happening on that back line, uh, mm -hmm. communication-wise, that might be hindering his ability to feel confident in his positioning or feel confident in just uh, relying on that back line to stop shots because they're not stopping shots either. They're not playing good defense either. So, it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a systems issue as well as a, an individual issue. Yeah. Do you feel like uh, watching that, you know, Saturday's match against Leeds, do you think Pickford was necessarily a problem or do you think he looked like a little sharper than he had before? Or would you say, you know what, this was more of a defensive issue than a Pickford issue? I, I, think, I think Pickford had, had a bit of a problem on the one shot that he conceded the goal. But I think overall, just, just – I guess in context, when you see it and you see how well our defense played, let's say the first game where we had a clean sheet till where we are now, I think it's, it's a, it's a down, it's a downfall a little bit. And mm -hmm. I think it's primarily a defensive thing. It could also be like a depth thing, right? I, I, we kind of got a little exposed when we had injuries and when we have to rotate guys around and it goes to show you that, you know, maybe Carlo isn't done adding adding bodies to the squad and that also requires uh, uh you know um letting go of some guys some dead weight so you know this to me it just feels like it's an obvious project uh mm -hmm. that's still in motion and i think you know january come january for the transfer window we'll, we'll see that addressed I, I, at least i'm assuming that's the case so uh you kind of tapped into something i've just been harping on all season is our depth or lack thereof. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like we've had a really solid starting 11. Um, and one of the things I was not worried about early on was a, a backup left back. We watched Nkuku play and we're like, yes, yes. Okay. 
and then he's not getting he's not involved mm. and it's a strange thing right and we're we're all of a sudden we're we've got Iwobi playing left back in a back yeah. in a back it's technically a back five uh, five on, but on like defense, three but it's yeah. a back three yeah so uh it's a strange so it, i think our lack of depth is leading to us using these formations mm-hmm. um it's a strange it's really strange so I, I agree with you i fully agree with you i think it's a depth thing more than anything and i think because of that depth thing there's discomfort and there's miscommunication mm-hmm. and put all that to, i just feel like if you've got our normal back four if you've got a normal back four there's far less communicate far fewer communication issues yeah. you know yeah for sure. So I, I got to agree with you on that, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at, look at how they were basically in sync, almost, almost perfect in those first few games. It was incredible to see. And, uh, and the moment, the moment, the weakness of, 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 of death gets exposed, how we look like we're scrambling and look like mm-hmm. a little disorganized. I think uh, definitely a, 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 the depth has to be addressed. Uh, it's mm-hmm. definitely a glaring, glaring uh, issue. Um, so Godfrey played, mm-hmm. um, and at times I got to say, you know, he looked good, athletic. And there were t- other times I'd say my biggest issue with God- Godfrey is, uh, the fact that he's maybe a little naive, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, how do you feel overall performance and, uh, you know, how would you, how would you rate how our new signing played in Godfrey? I- I would like to see – I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt. He is a young player. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see him uh, uh, learn the system more and maybe learn in a more stable way what the system is like as opposed to adjusting to the five in the back or three in the yeah. back uh, or, or the, the typical four in the back. I, I don't want to pass too much judgment just yet because I feel like it might be, you know, it might be a disservice to him, particularly a young guy. Uh, I like what I see athletically. The dude is, the dude is strong. He's a young dude. He's, he's, he's very athletic. He makes, he makes good movements, but like you say, he's a little naive. Sometimes he, he may commit too much to something and then gets lost in the sauce a little bit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thank you yeah thank you for saying lost things. sorry it made me smile sorry um and then uh a little confusion too like you could see sometimes in his face where he's like oh i just messed up oh yeah. i just say you know and it's like you know come on kid like you know just get it together uh you know you're young you got this um i i really do hope to see um him a little more uh uh you know grounded uh, I, I already saw. I already see what he what what he can do athletically. I yeah. think he's good there. I I want to see him uh, on a discipline level. What he can do, how mm-hmm. he can he can really hunker down. What he, how he can uh, sh- you know shift according to the flow of the game. Uh, he seems to be a little shaky when strategy needs to shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think it. I think for him, hopefully. Um, it's a matter of just getting used to Carlos' system. Reminds me of Mason Holgate in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, the aggression is there. The aggression mm-hmm. is good. Uh, love his aggression. Love his athleticism. Love his ball control. Uh, I think, and, and he he likes he really likes to be a part of the attack. 
Yes. It, you know, to see him going forward. But there are times, and one in particular, gosh, it was one second half where he went forward and you're sitting there like, yes, a center back getting forward. That's awesome. You know, and then, and then he loses the ball, immediately leads to a counterattack chance mm-hmm. for Leeds, like right immediately. And, and then, so, and, and then I, I thought he could have pressed the shooter. I think, thought he could have pressed Rafinha mm-hmm. on, their, he, on their goal. He definitely could have closed out a little bit uh, on yeah. that. Especially so, Rafinha, who everyone knows he's the danger man on that squad. You know, you can't give him that space. Yeah. So, it's, so it, I think experience, though, really. And I'm glad he's getting minutes. I, I agree. I wish he was getting uh, minutes in, a, in one of our typical formations um, because uh, that stability is is just gonna that's gonna help the whole back line um because i feel like with with godfrey it's like okay he's filling in it in a back three he's filling in it right back you know it's a lot of filling in when in reality those are situations we don't want to be in right we don't want him having having to fill in it right back we want if he's playing him to be in a in a in a back duo you know Mm -hmm. uh part of a back four Mm uh so yeah, a center back duo, a back four. That's what I meant to say. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just realized I was like duos, not four, Jerry. So, <laughs> but so yeah. Anyway, I I still like what what I see from him. I think he's a good signing. I think he just needs minutes the way Col- Holgate needed minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm not ready to sit there and pin everything on one bad play. I think I had a lot of chances. Yeah. Um, I thought we had a lot of chances. How do you think our performance was like overall? Like if you were to sit there, if someone told you we won that game one nil, would it surprise you? Or if, you know, if it was three, three, would that surprise you? It was a weird game, man. I, I still have yet to like settle on my overall assessment on that match. Like where was, where, like to me, like where was the down, where was our downfall? Was it in the formation? I don't know. Was it in the player performance? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to attribute that loss to because it was a weird game. So many chances. I mean, at, at halftime, I was like, why am I so pumped about this game? Why is it so exciting? Like, what is happening? It's nil-nil. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm watching this. I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited for, you know, a, every, every few minutes or so for a chance or, or a nice play or, or, or me getting really passionate about something bad that happened. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, hmm, where, where did we lose this game? And I still, I, I still haven't made that decision. I, I mean, I have no idea. So <laughs> if it was, you know, if it was 3-3, I – if just I, I, just judging by that first half, it could have easily been three three, right? Like yeah. there were so many chances at both ends, um, and if we had one 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 nil, I think that would have reflected similar. I don't. I just don't even know where because three three one nil for either side are very different results. But like it could have you no. Know, those were all very possible outcomes in mm-hmm. such a weird game. And it's funny because, uh, you know, when they mentioned that, that Leeds, had, uh, I think they, they've been to, ever, uh, to Goodison 15 times and they've never won. The moment they said that, I was like, oh, here we go. Something's going to happen. Something's <laughs> going to happen where, you know, that, that, that streak is, is broken. Because uh, sure enough, there you go. Yeah, I, I feel like, uh, number one, I felt like we were defensively sluggish up, like adjusting to their, yes. to their movement, to their switching of fields. They switch fields so much, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like our adjustment was just was just slow. That's one mm-hmm. of the things you see Bielsa's squads. They move so well without the ball, 
and they're whipping the ball around and they're constantly their 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 flow is just it's uh it's entertaining it's fun to watch uh but i think because i think it's one of those things that because they work so hard without the ball when when their team has the ball that i think that tends to catch them out often when the other team finally gets it and that leads to chances from the opposition i don't know if we were defensively organized enough and and sharp enough and ready enough for what they brought like when it comes to speed of play you know not straight out dead deadline you know straight line speed i mean just whipping the ball around because yeah. you know i feel like their chances so many of their chances were uh were across to the middle it was their goal then they would whip it from one side to the left and jack harrison misses a close chance and then they went and then when they they switch their 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 attackers they put rafinha on one side jack harrison on the other side and then they they slap across all the way and he wins a header over it will be by the way it will be not winning a header is not surprising yeah, I don't see <laughs> an aerial threat, you know. Definitely. But, so it just was a lot of switching, switching point of play, yeah. and uh, I I think an unorganized defense um, that feels uncertain is going to get. And we just gave up too many too many opportunities. Yeah, you know? I, I, I think we played into their hands. Yeah, we mm-hmm. played into their hands, right? Well, that uncertainty, that sluggishness, um, is perfect for a squad like Leeds that plays like that, where mm-hmm. they. That ball was was moving, man. When they yeah. had that ball, that ball was moving. So <laughs> it was, it, you know, it it had to be a little overwhelming for the defense to see that, especially uh, Davies and it will be uh, mm-hmm. at the wings. There, you know, they're 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 probably running their butts off back and forth and thinking, boy, what do I got to do to stop this ball from going to the box? You know, it's fun. It's funny. Like uh, it will be. I thought, and and we. I wanted. I definitely wanted to talk. It will be in Davies. And, and what you thought about their performances. It was interesting, Iwobi, like, uh, I didn't think he defended poorly, um, like straight man-to-man defense, but doing those things that an outside back would normally do, like blocking crosses, mm-hmm. I thought he struggled there. Winning the balls in the air, he struggled there. Um, there was just some stuff that it's hard to expect him to do perfectly because he doesn't practice them all the time, you know? Yeah. And, and I thought they straight up, like, attacked Davies in the beginning. Like, they were like, let's go left and run it right at that kid, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it, 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 you know, it, it was just a way for them to catch him out of position, right? Uh, mm-hmm. he, was playing, he was playing something, a, a position where he's a little weaker at. Mm-hmm. Um, he had to play, you know, he had to get back on defense a lot more. He has to cover a little bit more ground. Yeah. So what's the best way to, 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 you know, to attack him is to, to see how they could catch him off guard. And especially a player who's not used to playing that position. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, you know, it, 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 unfortunately, what, you know, what were we going to do, right? What, what were we going to do to stop that? Because, again, the depth issue. What are you going to do? <laughs> like, but, you know, when, when, if I'm Leeds, that's exactly how I'd, I play that game. That's exactly yeah. how I play that match. Agreed. I'm totally with you there. And, yeah. and to be honest with you, I don't think Davies did a poor job. Like, I didn't finish that match and say, wow, what a weak spot. Right. Yeah. You know, which I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. I was worried that he would be exploited speed-wise. I was right. worried they were going to be a blow by him. That was my biggest concern, mm-hmm. that they were they, – but honestly – uh, they did so much bringing the ball in and then cutting it in centrally. 
Yeah. Uh, it, they just did so much of that that uh, he didn't really get burned for pace uh, on the wing that much at all. Yeah. Right. Um, so I thought they did. I thought Hinawobi did uh, not as well as you can expect, but I, I I didn't sit there and and like you know cuss them out you know during the game or anything you know right I, right you know it could yeah. have been it could have been a lot worse. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, who was your performer? When you think about somebody who you were like, okay, that was my favorite player in that game. That was the player I thought really came through for Everton. Who, 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 who's your guy? Uh, I think, and not just this match, but definitely other matches as Al, Alan. Uh, Alan is just a, is an too. anchor. My yeah. too, dude. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. just, he's really the anchor to our squad. He's, he's, uh, he's on in that midfield, in that defensive side of the midfield, just holding everything down. Mm-hmm. He, um, you know, he's, he's not the fastest guy on the field, but he's a shifty, he's a shifty little dude, man. And he knows how to keep possession of the ball. He knows how to take the ball away, first of all. And he knows how to keep it. And then he knows how to develop something from that, you know? His speed of thought is just so quick, man. It's, it's incredible that he – it's so crazy how he, he's immediately on to what the players on the sides are doing as far as, you know, how – even their pace and where they're moving. He just knows immediately. He's just – his soccer IQ is 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 through the roof. He he's probably our our. Uh, if I have to be impartial about it, he might be our best player. To be honest, mm. yeah. It, I finished that one. It, it was, it was one of the first. It was the first. It was actually the first match this season where I said, "He's my standout guy this time." Yeah. You know, just just in it. I I don't know if it was. It, it wasn't just the fact that he was carrying the ball forward. But he right. was carrying the ball forward. He he was actually a threat. Yeah, which yeah. Is not something you see from him often, yeah. and that was that was refreshing. It was cool, but uh, you know, to be honest, just the idea he does the way he plays. I feel like he does what I used to think Tom Davies did really well <laughs> until I saw Alon do it better. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just just the way he uses his body, and he's quickly just distributing passes. One touch play, sometimes really quick two touch play. Um, uh, he's not the biggest guy. He's not the fastest guy. I just think his brain works yeah. so much faster than so many other players. It's yeah. yeah, it's it was really it was refreshing to see that, and it's a friggin' shame that yeah. we didn't get a result uh, after a performance like that. Yeah. Um, uh, who was somebody? Who, and, and we got to move on soon. But who was yeah. somebody where you were like? You thought, you know, I was a little disappointed in this game. Maybe not to dwell on negative stuff, but you know, yeah, yeah. maybe maybe Holgate. I, I want to. I, I don't. I don't want to say maybe Holgate did a terrible job, but I think he needs to do better. I think mm. that you know that again. Uh, it's 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 the back five slash back three thing that mm. I think may give him a little bit of a problem mentally. Uh, and the idea that maybe it maybe uh, what he has to do back there might change based on that formation, but I I I just feel like he is such an athletic guy. He's such a you know he's such a forceful guy back there that I I feel like he could string some matches together where he puts in some amazing amazing minutes and and sometimes I'm just I'm just left like huh you know. 
<laughs> Colgate, all right, you know. And you know, you see him. He's a he, he's an athletic dude. He 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 he. he don't get me wrong. There were some moments where I'm like, good job, Holgate. But there were some moments where I'm like, come on. You know, you got to be a little bit better. Uh, uh, I, but, I, again, I don't know if there's anybody that, that particularly did horrendous. Horrendous. I don't think there's any horrendous. Yeah. I just think there's some people that need to step up a bit more. Hmm. Um, uh, you know, just step up to, to to their potential. I think you know guys like even Richarlison, his first game back. I think he could have done something dynamic to to uh, change the pace and to you know, even get on the score sheet. He had so many shots. Yeah, it's so many opportunities and and nothing and nothing to uh, show for it. We have got to. I mean, honestly, I think he just needs to get one. We need yeah. to set him up something easy. Something yeah. easy and get him going through and get the you know get the flow going you know what yeah. I mean. Um, yeah. I got it. I will say one of my favorite players this season has been Decore, mm-hmm. and just energy wise, I feel like you know we've we've been missing somebody who does what he does. He you know he does push the ball forward. He does. He's he's an absolute energy bomb when he's mm-hmm. in there. He's winning the ball often. I love him. Uh, I thought he gave the ball away a little too cheaply. In this yeah, I was a little yeah. sloppy in possession. Um, even though, I mean, he almost scored early yeah, on. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I thought that we was, asked him to do some different uh, stuff. Yeah, I know. But it's, <laughs> but it's, but that was the one where I was thinking, you know, I just, I, I expect him to take care of the ball a little better. Yeah. And then there was a lot of shrug worthy performances with like with Holgate you're mentioning. Yeah. And, and, and one second with Delph, I'm like, Oh. oh yeah what do you use your body oh what do you do yeah yeah it's a lot of that yeah that that's mm-hmm. exactly what you know they're, they're, and it's just moments right these guys they put in good shifts but then they have their little moments where it's like man what is happening and i guess you know a match comes down to those moments though you know yes, you got it and that i feel like that ultimately comes down where you, when you step up to those moments it comes men- like it, mental fortitude and uh, again going back to the to the depth and the formation issue mm-hmm. How much did that affect the squad going in where they knew this is not our usual formation? We have a depth issue. We, ha- we have to figure something out to make it work. How much did that play into the, the mediocre performances or the very average performances? Yeah. Uh, I will say I was glad it wasn't a Pickford mistake that led to their goal. Yeah. So, you know, anything kind of like, – I hate they scored on him because I want him to start building that confidence up. I really do, because uh, I, you know, I think there are there are times where I, I've just heard certain football fans out in out at the bar, you know, where they almost want players that are doing poorly to do super poorly to prove them right, so that yeah. their replacement will come in and they've been pointing, you know, and uh, you know I can't necessarily point to any Everton supporters that I know that immediately like that, but I've just right. been next to some before at bars. And uh, I'm just not that guy when it comes to this situation. I, right. I want Pickford to do – I, do I think he could uh, continue to, to use some sharpness? Yeah. I think he's taken the Everton starting spot for granted a bit, mm-hmm. um, which, which has led to some mental lapses and, and concentration issues. Um, but I don't necessarily – I don't think we lost because of Pickford, which is cool. Yeah. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, could I, do I think maybe he could have done better on the goal? Maybe. But joint effort, we could have closed that down a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so yeah, there's just 
but they just have so many darn chances, man. They yeah. had so many chances yeah. in the first half. Yeah. All right. That first half was uh, wild. It was too crazy. wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was, I mean, and it was a, for a neutral fan, what a, what a watchable game. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. But I'm sitting there like, you know, but Chase clinched, you know what I mean? Just yeah. like, oh, it's, yeah, there's a lot of those moments. There was a lot of those moments, and 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 to me, that's just a reflection of the defense, right? Like you can't, you know, it, it, the defense has to be a little bit better. Maybe, you know, the the entire back line I think could have done could have done better, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I entire back line, and I would even I would even uh, push that even farther out to to uh, to to the entire squad being able to adjust to that formation and kind of just a. Uh, adjust to their movement yeah. ball movement it's man it was just a it was a strange game but i gotta be yeah i i don't i don't sit there and point fingers at carlo right now yeah um i think I mean, he, uh, he's doing what he feels like is the right thing to do to get us points yeah um and, and, and to be fair overall we're you know granted we've lost quite a few games recently but we're still not in a horrendous spot no. on the table so no. I just, I, I, you know, perspective. I, yeah, there's a lot of doom and gloom happening, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, one win, one win in the upcoming matches, and we're, you know, we're we're back, we're back on the grind, you know. Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, I I'm totally with you on that. I'm I actually have seen a lot of, to be honest with you, people talk about some folks being super. I have actually seen a lot of voices of reason on on Twitter, like on social media, people coming out and saying, "Hey, we're thin." Yeah. We're thin player wise and we're having to adjust and it's tough. And we got some in- inexperienced players and a lot of players playing positions there that are not theirs, you know, and yeah. to be honest with you, that was not an awful performance. No. And, and it's early. It's early in the season. Still, yeah. we got a lot of time. We, we yeah. know, we, we have a lot of time. Um, we still have the January transfer window, which I, I think, you know, granted last year, Carlo didn't do much Jan- in January, but I think Carlo has a plan. He, he, he wanted to see how the squad would work mm-hmm. through that window, then come in, have a real, a real window, a real mm-hmm. summer window. And then now he's able to, you know, move the chess pieces around. And, I mean, I think it, it seems like it's it, – overall, it seems like it's working. Granted, uh, another two losses in the next two games or three games, things could start getting a little hairy. But you know we're not there yet, right? We're not. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to. I don't want to analyze something that's 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 not there. You know, right. today we're we're still eighth in the table. We're just a few. You know, we're a few points off one of those Europe spots. Um, we're not. We're not in a. We're not in a terrible situation. Right. And and all we need to do is get a little confidence turnaround, and we're we're right back in the thick of things. I mean, and I, I talk about how many chances we gave up. We did have a lot of opportunities to score goals. Oh yeah. A lot. Yeah. A lot. And to be honest with you, uh, I'll feel a little bit better about our team mentality when we start finishing those, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and not having that little freeze up that makes us put it right at the keeper, the lesson, <laughs> you know, that was a lot of those. I were like too particular. I was like, right, right Adam. Come on. That's just, yeah. just get, a little, get, a, get a little touch on it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I think, uh, more experience in front of goal for some of them, but for now, for interestingly enough, for Richarlison, um, I think I hope it's not getting getting in his brain the fact that he hadn't scored for a little while. Yeah. Sometimes it just starts messing with your psychology a little bit. But 
for me, it's just like, Charles is just such like a chill guy. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine him being anxious. And I'm just like, it's not, it's, it's not hard. possible. Yeah. It's too hard for me to yeah. see. Uh, and, uh, you know, like, you, if it was me, yes. For Charles, eh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm hoping the same thing. I, I feel like he's, again, he's one of those dynamic players, which is one of the reasons why, I, one of the reasons why I like him. Um, another guy that probably should have done better was Hamas, to be honest. Hamas uh, could have done a lot better. Yeah, obviously his passing is just chef's kiss passing. Yes, that yes. never goes away. But he gave the ball away. Um, he he looked a little lost. He mm. didn't look comfortable in that system, and uh, he didn't know kind of what to do a little bit, or at least that's what it seemed like. Mm. Um, uh, but uh, I think I think you know th- these are guys that have only played you know so many matches with the mm. squad. Uh, Richarlison and Hamas together. How many? You know, how long have they been together? You know, it, it, it takes time to build these types of relationships. I, I, I feel confident that this is going to start gelling. I mean, you see some gelling, mm. but you also see the weaknesses that we have um, that can be addressed. Which when when they get addressed, there needs to be another period of gelling together with these mm. with new players coming in. So it, again, it's a work in progress. I don't I don't see myself getting mad with a with you know we're finishing where maybe i would not like to finish eighth but around this area i i can't really be too upset about it right i would like a spot of europe though to be quite honest i think we can do it yes i agree i do agree with that um i think we've if this were a house trying to think of a good analogy uh, and you know i feel like foundation wise we're doing okay Got a decent foundation. I feel like uh, you look from the outside at that house and you're like, you know, that, that house is all right. It's got decent curb appeal, yeah. you know, but structurally you scratch, <laughs> you scratch the, the surface and you start realizing that maybe, you know, yes, it stands up and yes, it looks okay from the curb, but it still has a ton of issues that yeah. need to be addressed. Yeah. And that's true. And we haven't really had, I mean, what are we going to do? Are we going to buy 11 players at once? No. Because any team that does that, it's way too much turnover. It's absolute chaos. Dogs and cats living together. together. Totally. (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's a process. Um, I got to agree with you, man. I'm still still pretty optimistic. Uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I just have to be kind of keep things in perspective and think, you know, Luca Dean and Seamus Coleman are playing. How are we doing right now? But they're yeah. not. Yeah, That's exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it, that's another guy that, you know, it's funny because we, you, you start realizing who you miss when, when they're, when they're out. True. Luca, Luca Dean is one of those guys, man, that he is, he is one of the dynamic players on our squad that when he's out, it, it it's, hard to fill those shoes so what are you gonna do you gotta change formation you know you gotta and or shame you gotta change formation and that mm-hmm. that changes the dynamic of everything that you're trying to do you know yeah it's it's hard but you know what you know carlo carlo knows what he's doing let's be honest right like the, the, the dude comes from real the dude comes from napoli has a great pedigree it, it, i'm not gonna sit here and be like he's doing a terrible job because <laughs> you know who, who am i i'm just a Kid from Miami, you know. I think I, I will say I think you're allowed to critique. Sure. Even if it's Carlo, you're allowed to. It doesn't. 
it doesn't mean that you're that you think he's wrong for the job. Sure. If you think he made a wrong decision, cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He 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 may have gotten some of this stuff wrong. For sure. Uh, Absolutely. You know, he, yeah. he may have, but can can I sit there and see the reason behind the decisions? Yeah. I can see reason behind it. Oh yeah, I see why he went with the formation. Yeah. Absolutely, they're, you know. There, that's another thing. Is it's I'm not really feeling, I'm not really feeling like doom and gloom when something like that happens yeah. uh, for Everton where we have to change. I'm like, oh, here we go, another another invention <laughs> from Carlo. I, you know, I, I don't feel that way. I'm always feeling like, oh, I see what he's addressing. I see what he's trying to do. It, 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 it's he's he's got a system and he knows how to bring out. Uh, plays from his players, at least from his point of view, mm. uh, it's got to be then translated on the yeah. on the pitch. You know, it's funny. Uh, I did have a little bit of doom and gloom when I saw the lineup, <laughs> only because, and I'm going to throw this note card because I feel like this is a great transition to the mail first mailbag question. So, yeah. <laughs> from Twitter, this is my doom and gloom relates to one of these players, especially. Okay. From John Diazzo, why is there not any transparency on the health of players and why they're not playing? Especially talking about Anthony Gordon and Nkunku. It's killing me. So that's what John says. And I got to be honest, when I saw that Nkunku was not playing, because I've been really excited to watch that guy play again. Yeah. And so right now we're wondering, is he hurt? Or... Is it because Carlo feels like other players are training better? Is it feel like other players are giving us a better opportunity to score, to, to, to win, to get points? Um, does he trust other players more? I don't know. And so why do, you, why do you think there isn't as much transparency on what's going on with Anthony Gordon and Nkunku? And just, those are just two examples. Maybe there's more. Right. Yeah, um, man. Uh, honestly, I, I don't know the answer to that question. I, 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 you know, Carlo is a guy when you're when he's in his press conferences, he's he's like quick, short. You know, like no, oh, it's because uh, you know, you know his little thing. It's like, is it an Italian thing? Is it like him like being like, it's it's my job. You know, it's you know it's my job. I you know, mm-hmm. is it that? Is it is it that maybe he doesn't want to give away? Um, something to the opposition or, or someone I, like I I don't know I I, mm-hmm. I really don't know and it that's something that does bother me as well um, and I think it's 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 also like to me in general I always think like why is like soccer news uh, when it comes to injuries in general not just on Everton why is it so different from American sports where we have a did not play. We have, we have doubt in American football. We have questionable, doubtful, uh, out, you know, we have three classifications for different Unless it's injuries. the Patriots. Unless yeah, it's true. the Patriots. And then yeah. they're like, oh, he's got an ankle. Yeah. It's yeah. an ankle. It's an ankle. Every time. You know, there's there. And, and in soccer, it's like, uh, he, he suffered a hamstring injury yesterday, which we just found out a day later, you know, like it's stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's like, what is it about this sport or, you know, the, the culture we have in sport where it's like, None of this is like disclosed until a press conference or, uh, you know, or, or, or something, you know, mm-hmm. whereas in, I, I, the, I know the moment a Miami Dolphins wide receiver gets injured, the moment it happens, I have a video of it when it happens in practice or in the game or something, you know, and in, in, in football, Luca Dean gets injured in practice. What were the circumstances behind that? Yeah. You know, 
who yeah. who did it first of all who did it because like who's playing too too rough out there that they're you know they're messing with our starting our, our starting left back and and i i just don't know i don't know the answer to that question so i have a few thoughts and theories here yeah i'm humor curious me. Humor yeah. yeah for my, sure you know so he taught he usually discusses and discloses injuries in press conference mm. right it's usually all the applicable players and, and and he, I don't know. If, I don't think he mentioned either one of those players. Right. Yeah. But he meant he mentioned like Gabamin, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So, and that's a player who hasn't played in a long time. Mm-hmm. So, I'm thinking that their absence is not injury based. Okay. I think it's not about their health. I I think it may be down to tactics or down to man management all right yeah. so if he genuinely thinks this is the best thing that's best for our team this gives us the best chance to win points then he's going to go with it right regardless and if he thinks i can trust it will be more for some reason on the left rather than in kunku so is i always go back to i always go back to training you know is it will be giving everything in training every single time is he giving everything? And maybe Nkunku is not sharp every time. Maybe he's young and in the clouds sometimes because sometimes that's the way it is. Yeah. You know? And maybe he's giving everything, but he's making silly mistakes in practice. And maybe it will be is not. All right? Maybe it, so Carlo's going to know. I don't like making assumptions about players' effort yeah. and that kind of stuff because then it's just like, oh, maybe Anthony Gordon not trying because I see right. videos of that kid training – and he's a freaking beast. He's a beast, yeah. I can't imagine yeah. a scenario where he's not trying. But maybe there's something that's not – maybe it's a chemistry thing mm-hmm. on the field with certain other players. Uh, but I think it does have to do – I think it is a Carlo decision. And I don't think it's injury-based. No, I, I, I agree with you on that front. You know, maybe it, it has to do with he doesn't want to plug in these young guys that may have their confidence shaken in a system where they might not play the next match that they do play. Mm-hmm. That, kind of, that kind of inconsistency, he may think, is going to ruin their confidence. Mm-hmm. So, and if you, know. you say that kind of thing, if you say, I don't think, I don't think uh, they're training well. I don't think, you know, they, they work well with the other players right now as well as the other. You do that kind of thing? Yeah. It's, 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 it's cracking confidence. It's devaluing players. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Tell people all of a sudden rumors start getting started about these players who are probably awesome. They're probably great locker room people. You know what I mean? But rumors get started, silly stuff, you know, starts flying around. So I, that's, that's why, like, I would – I would just say that it's a Carlo decision. I don't think it's injury-based. And it may have something to do with him feeling more comfortable with older players for one reason or another. Yeah. I think that's a safe thing to say without getting a stupid rumor rumor mill started. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's that's about right. I think it might be much ado about nothing when it comes to Maybe. that kind of stuff. Good point. Um, you know, he, again, we have, a, we have a thin squad, so – we kind of need to know where they stand. 
but at the same time, you know, again, man management. We got a lot of matches coming up. But we, we may need those guys, like need them. That's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, I just thought about the man management thing. The idea of maybe he also feels like the older players are good examples in the locker room and giving them more responsibilities right now. Maybe he feels like the younger players need to cut their teeth a little more to be able to earn their way in and things like that. There could be all these kind of man management yeah. things. You know what I mean? It's, it's all also, kinds of things. It's also where his mentality is as far as planning. Is he thinking long-term? Is he thinking mm -hmm. my job is, is on the line? I don't think he's thinking that. Um, is he thinking really long-term, like two years down the line, three mm -hmm. years down the line? What is his idea when it comes to that? It, it's just, I think that all the, all that goes into play. And another thing, like how you said, like if so, if he says, yeah, I don't think, I don't like how they're training in, in a press conference. Yeah. That's terrible. But yeah, then if you, if you also give up, you know, eh, they're not ready or, you know, they're not ready. I don't want to give them the opportunity yet. Like, you know, what does that do to, to the, to them as well? Yeah. Totally. So I think no comment is actually a smart plan. Yeah. Yeah. I think really. so too. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, although it may be frustrating for us and John Diazzo just saying, I'm with you. I'm fr I would love to see those kids play. I'd love yeah. to see them given opportunities, just even sporadically, just get out there and just see that they're, I mean, they're electric players. They're yeah. so fun to watch. I mean, Nkunku getting like back heel assists and uh, Anthony Gordon uh, wanted to be, being one of the few players that goes vertical yeah. for us. And uh, so, yeah, I want to watch him play. But uh, the way Carlo is handling it, at least from a man management standpoint, it does make sense. And I, and I, yeah, I think we're both in agreement. It's not, a, it's not an injury thing. Yeah, for sure. All right, from Instagram, we've got a question coming in from Cody Corns. What do you think about the Luca Dean injury? And is it bad for us? And – I, I just have to give a big yes. I'll just, I'll just cut you off right there, Jordan. Said, yes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bad one. Yeah. Um, and it's, not, it's a worse one than I expected because I thought Nkunku was more ready. Yeah. yeah you know the, the, I mean? it's, it's another one that exposes our weakness in the depth, in the depth field, right? Um, uh, you know, I, we, I, I briefly mentioned it. Uh, with Luca and uh, I, I want to know, you know, again, one of those things where you want to know more of the circumstances. Granted, it's not going to change anything, right? What me knowing it is not going to do a, a damn thing about about what happened. Uh, but it, it it it's it's Luca Dean. Luca Dean has been one of the most consistent players since he has arrived, mm -hmm. and he has been one of the one of the one of the um, uh, the playmakers. Really, he yes. he's the guy that starts a lot of a lot of the plays he pushes the ball forward he knows how to pass he knows how to switch play um he 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 his free kicks are just spot on he 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 knows how to cross the ball this this is the guy that is creating lots of chances creating you know moving the ball down or even just off the ball he knows what he's doing that's a big big loss really really yeah. big loss he was, he's like our chance creator from the left side when it comes yeah. to uh, playing, playing balls in the box. Uh, you know, what Hamas does from this side, Luca Dean's doing from the other side. And it's one of the great joys in life to watch Hamas receive the ball, pivot, slap it across to Luca Dean, him press forward and play a ball across to Calvert-Lewin, who just says, 
you know, I, I'm just going to play this in with, you know, uh, yeah. my man bun. You know, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, it's a wonderful thing yeah. to watch. And, and when you're lacking that, I mean, that's, that's one of the things when you have it, like, let's say it will be can scrap all he can playing one B one defense. And he tried really hard. And I, I feel like I like a more than a lot of other people do, but he's not left footed. I watched him try to put a left footed cross in early in yeah. that match. The leads, it went out of bounds. Yeah. It didn't go well. It's, it's not his strong foot. It's just not what it will be. Yeah. Does is play crosses in with his left. And we've seen it in the past before too, man, to see a non left footed player play left back. All right. Even if it's left wing back, uh, I don't I don't want to sit there and give anybody nightmares to our past, but when we had Cuco Martina playing on at left back, defensively he was pretty sound. But every single time we made a run up the left side, he would have to stop, play the ball to his right foot, and then play a cross in with his right. And we lost time, and defenders caught up, windows closed, and it was just not, it was not a functioning, high functioning attack when you have a non right foot, a non left footed player playing on the left. It's tough when it comes to yeah. left back, especially when you rely on for those quick balls in. Yes, which is what mm. Luca Dean is an expert at, and you lose that. You lose that one element to the game, and it's it's one of your biggest chance creators, right? It's it's, it's yeah. gone. <laughs> and the other thing that I mentioned that Iwobi's not great at uh, is in the air. I think people really, really underestimate what Luca Dean can do in the air in terms of clearances. He is really good with his head. He is a very, he is very good aerially. And it's the, it's the kind of thing, like I remember when I was first watching tape of him at Roma and Barcelona, when we were thinking about getting this guy and that was one of his strengths. Yeah. He was good in the air. Yeah. And I was surprised to, to hear that. And then when I watched him play, I was like, wow, this guy actually is pretty aware and pretty yeah. savvy in clearing the yeah. ball out. That chance that Jack Harrison got over Iwobi that hit the, hit the bar, hit the right right post it, it doesn't happen if Dean's in yeah yeah he just doesn't that's the thing he, he's just very savvy he 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 just feels it feels like he's in his home when he's yeah when he's and when he when the ball's in the air yeah. when he's trying to whip it over it's like that's his wheelhouse man and he's it, it's just I have every confidence in the world that he's going to do something right with the with the ball mm -hmm. when when he's in that position and I can't say I have the same confidence with anyone else playing that position right. at least in the squad you know yeah I just, yeah, total agreement on all that. So, yeah, Cody, Cody, the Luca Dean injury, I, I will say, if this was a month ago when I have a lot more uh, confidence that Nkunku is going to be part of the plans, I would not be as upset about that. But when I found out he wasn't going to be part of the plans on Saturday, that was when the doom hit because I was like, oh, wow, Carlo, for some reason, doesn't think he's right for this match. And if he's not right for this one, I'm not sure when he's going to be right for a Premier League match. Yeah. So it's a weird, yeah. Anyway, I, it's it's awful timing, especially with Seamus Coleman out at the same time. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we're all we're all crying, Cody Corns. Yeah. Lastly, uh, NWBFC asks a question that we've heard a little bit of in other forms, but. Uh, this, this is a slightly different wording, and it involves another player. If we signed Isco and Ntiti in January, where do you think we'd finish? Wow. 
I hate those prediction questions because then I say something and then someone's gonna come on Twitter. You said we finished fifth. You're, you're. I hate you. They would say you're not psychic and you don't know the future, Jordan. What's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, you're not. You're not part of the that that group of superhumans. I thought you were. You're only. You're only cool. Uh, you're not also super. I'm sorry. No, nah, man. Here's the here's the thing. We make predictions on these all the time and guess how many are right almost Very none few. of them <laughs> almost none of them i figure the way i figure man you make a prediction like this as long as you can say why yeah yeah giving exactly. people conversation fodder i so, think <clears throat> i think isco some a guy like isco uh, you know maybe a little bit past his prime a little you know my he's a guy that is is is, is a great player like that's a, that's a player that you you want and even just for the presence, right? He he he's played with the best in the world. He's one of the best in the world at his position. Yeah. Um, I think with Isco and Umtiti on the squad, I think we could finish. Um, um, I I think we could finish five. Uh, mm-hmm. Just just because and Umtiti, Umtiti is another fantastic, fantastic player. And both of those guys address the depth issue big time. And it would plug the hole and it would plug a hole with talented guys that can, that are very dynamic and that Carlo can use to plug in whenever we do need to change formation or whenever we, we have a guy like Luca Dean missing or God forbid somebody else, someone like Isco is perfect to anchor everything. You know, mm-hmm. um, let's say Alan goes down and just that, that would huge, huge, that would be a huge issue. Um, but having Isco to hold it all together seems a little bit better than anybody else on the squad that we have now, you know? Yeah. So I, I agree. Isco, I'm a little, I'm still trying to figure out, like, I, I feel like if you have an opportunity to sign Isco, you do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you do it and you figure, you know, figure it out. That's that squad depth. You're right. And, and he doesn't, the idea, the idea that Isco wouldn't be a starter for us to me is kind of funny because, <laughs> because I, I'm not really sure formation wise if we would change some things to accommodate him or if he would be that third like midfielder in the in you know four three three if he would mm. fit in with the Corre and uh, Alan if he would be that third player um, which. I feel like he's more of a creator rather than a defensive mm-hmm. player. Um, but at the same time, again, I feel like if you can get Isco, you get him because I think he, he's, the, he's a type of player we don't have much of, and that's a mm-hmm. creator. He is yes. good in tight space, and he creates chances. My question about Mtiti is he's a center back. Yeah. And I feel like our depth at center back is one of the only places where – we got center backs. So if we bring him in, I would say we need somebody to leave. I don't know who that would be. Um, and, and, and if it's a situation where that, that happens, okay, cool. But again, like, I feel like Holgate, Godfrey, and Branthwaite, all three of those are young players. They may go out on loan, but they'll have to come back. Yeah. If they go out on loan, they will be coming back. So, you know, and I feel like they're good investments. You know, and they're, you know, and Godfrey, a little bit more size than Holgate, but both are speed players. Branthwaite, 
is kind of a mold of like a Michael Keane type mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who's a big breakup play wins those 50 50s, but also pretty good passer type. Uh, and then you've got Michael Keane and Yari Mina. We got pretty good yeah. depth. And so, it, yeah. so that's why like, I'm, I'm a little curious about the Umtiti connection. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just not sure why, but again, is he a good player? Yes. Yeah. He's a fantastic player. He, yeah. he, I think he, I, I do think he maybe is a little on the injury prone side from what I understand about him, um, which is, uh, but I don't know, man. I, I think he, some, some people would have to make room and I fear they would be some good investments that we've made. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I it, yeah. I, I think, you know, um, I, I, I tend to agree with the, with the Umtiti thing, which is why I've mostly focused on Isco. Um, I, you know, <laughs> I, that's what I was going to do is just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I agree. I, and, and the fear of, of, you know, of moving somebody that has made strides, like one of the young guys that you mm -hmm. mentioned that have made strides on the squad. Does that hurt their confidence? Or, you know, if we loan somebody out and they play well, when they come back, like you said, what, what, who are we moving? And now we're, yeah. now we're stuck, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So it's a so, tough, that's a tough one. I mean, I still say we go, we go five. I still say we go five though. I think that was the end of the answer. Right. So I've, yeah. I've been predicting we finished fourth for a while now. <sighs> I don't want to be a flippy flopper. Yeah. So stick to it. I, I've got to, I have to stick to it because I'm, because I still think it's possible, but I, yeah. I just don't like our depth at all. I, no, I've not yeah. liked it since the beginning. And mm -hmm. I, my, my, I, I guess my, my hopes were that uh, we were maybe going to be fortunate with the injuries, but uh, especially fixtures coming in, in December, they're going to be coming thick and fast. Yeah. And I'm curious as to how we're going to hold it together. And yeah. if it's with duct tape, cool. You know, yeah. but I just, as long as we know how we're going to hold it together. Yeah. Cause there are times where you're like, Oh geez, how, you know? Yeah. So yeah. And I feel like that lineup was a very duct tape type of lineup. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, for so, sure. Anyway, okay, that's our mailbag. Hey. Um, all right, final segment. Burnley. Burn Burnley preview. Uh, <laughs> current form is nineteenth in the table. We won two and six with five points. Their previous five matches. Most recent one was a five nil loss to City. Before that, they had a one nil win over Palace. And before that, a nil-nil. No, no, yeah. And before that was a nil-nil draw with Brighton. Um, yeah, Burnley. Uh, just, I, I, it's funny. Like, I was, I always tell my, my, my kids, I'm like, Burnley, Burnley scraps, and they find a way to stay in. And they usually do it by uh, two types of results, nil-nil and one-nil. That's <laughs> usually what happens is they just hold people off or they lose by one or they win by one. And that is a Burnley season under Sean Dyche. And you know what? It keeps them in the Premier League. Yeah. You know, um, possible starters. I think we're looking at like Nick Pope uh, and in the back, Loton, Tarkovsky and Ben Me. Tarkovsky and me have actually been a pretty solid partnership for a while now. Um, yeah. I'm actually surprised that neither one of those guys has moved on by now. 
they're, you know, pretty solid center backs for yeah. the most part. You always hear rumors with them and they stay. Um, uh, Charlie Taylor, who we actually connected with uh, for a while uh, uh, a few years ago, um, running across the midfield, Goodmanson, Westwood, Brown Hill, and uh, McNeil. And uh, you probably see Jay Rodriguez and Chris Wood. So uh, I, I always feel like Burnley uh, defends well. And uh, gosh, I, I don't want to necessarily say hit you on the counter, but because I don't think necessarily they're like a straight up speed team. They're just a bunch of solid guys yeah. who play stout defense who don't screw around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, these these are the types of matches that I get scared of because mm-hmm. the longer it goes nil, yeah. the more the more I fear something go no something goes awry right and a nil nil drawn out game is exactly the match that they want to play mm-hmm. and uh being as solid as they are they could hold that ship for a long 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 time mm-hmm. and the way to to snap them out of that is for someone like dcl to to get a nice a nice whipped in cross or or a, a nice athletic move to the goal and, and and score that goal, get them going, and someone like Richarlison too. Someone, those two guys need to be aggressive, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and I think I think we'll we'll pull off the victory though on this one. I would love to see us get a lead early to yeah. try to draw them. You know, try to try to loosen them up a bit to where they oh, yeah. feel like they need a goal to feel yeah. like they need to score to to get the points from the match. I, I would really like, really like to see that um, because I feel like uh, a Burnley that's down is, is a Burnley that is not. I feel like they're just so much more comfortable with uh, you know with an even in the, with an even score. You know, yeah. I, they're just level-headed they know who they are they have an identity yeah that um and that's something that i feel like we had at the beginning of the season we're still we're our identity is still getting lots of chances we still produce chances Mm -hmm. right yes um but defensively we i feel like we just don't have as much of an identity due to our lack of depth Mm -hmm. and and right now they know who they are they have some stability in the back yeah so yeah uh, that, yeah, like I like, just to harken on your point, it's it's a matter of getting ahead early. I want to see I, I want to see a ball to DCL. Uh, that way he gets going. Once he gets going, I think because they're gonna they're going to play defensively. They're gonna mm-hmm. welcome us a little bit, and and I think just just punching him in the mouth right on the get go is the way to have him move spread out. You know, kind mm-hmm. of create that space where we can hopefully score another goal. Um, mm. I think we need, to, we, need to, we need to try and pile it on them because the longer the match stays nil-nil, the more that plays into their hands. Yeah, I feel like, you know, uh, do you remember, this is a silly thing to say. I'm just going to say it out loud, though, because I feel like being silly for a second. But do you remember uh, Shaquille O'Neal's, Shaq's nickname for uh, Tim Duncan? Do you remember what it was? Oh, no, no. The I, big, I, I, I the thought big, you were gonna... the big fundamental. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, the big fundamental. I thought you were going to say uh, Eric Dampier when he called when they called him oh. Erica, but that was. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the big fundamental, and whenever I think Burnley, I just think fundamentals. The big fundamental yeah. every single time because they just do everything they're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. they they're not about like I, I I look at a player like Chris Wood. He's he's big. He holds players off. And and he, he he wins balls in the air. He's good. At, he's decent hold up play. He's not flash. He's not going to sit there and burn you with speed necessarily going around you one v one. But he'll muscle you off the ball and get a and get a, you know crack a shot off or win a ball in the air by sitting there being brawny. Uh, mm-hmm. You know it, that's it, I just feel like it's a fundamentally sound squad that that just does the little things and that helps them win and draw. Now, yeah, I and those balls say, in the air worry me. <laughs> those yeah. balls in the air worry me with with our defensive depth. Yeah, yeah, I would agree on that. And I don't know if it's good. I think certain teams playing them after a loss is not cool. You don't want to play that. You don't want to mm-hmm. play. I mean, Burnley just lost five nil to City. So are they in disarray? Or are they going to be pissed off? That's my question. And I don't know the answer. I don't know a lot about the personality of this Burnley team, but I feel like I know a little bit about Sean Dyche, and I feel like Sean Dyche would be pissed off. Yeah, yeah. It'd be yeah. like, you know what? That was embarrassing. Screw that. That's not happening again. So you may have them pumped up. Just saying. All right. Yeah. Uh, who do you think we're starting? And, and how do you think we're rolling? Um, With the assumption that maybe Luca Dean and uh, well, Luca Dean is not going to be in. We know no, that. Yeah, yeah. But Seamus Coleman may not be back. Yeah, I, I think this is where we'll see uh, uh, some someone like Nkunku at least maybe on the bench. And come in. I, I think I think we'll I think we'll be able to see him because I think I think Carlo, you know, Carlo wants Carlo. I feel like there's still an experimental side to what is happening with Carlo. Hence, starting Davies and mm-hmm. they will be on the wing backs. Um, I think he the way he sees it is, I'm not I'm not my job is not in jeopardy as of yet. We're not in a free for all yet. I say yet as if it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, why not shake things up a bit based on the personnel we have just to see who is useful for the next match because the mm. next match is would be a big one. It's the Chelsea match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so first off, every once in a while, Carlo will do that rotation thing and start a different keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I, I I get the feeling that he may go with Pickford one more time, just before we start getting into the real heart of the December fixtures. But don't be shocked. Don't be shocked if he says, you know, this is a Jonas Losol or a Robin Olsen game. A Robin, yeah. You know what I mean? You never know. Yeah. And Olsen did not play poorly in his in the match he played. I would Actually, love to. I would love to see him. To be honest, I like. I want to see more of him. To be honest. Yeah. Um. But uh, I, I like the idea that he, that he does rotate that sometimes. But if he feels like Pickford is, not, is, is hitting a decent run of form and he's not playing poorly, then maybe, and maybe he'll just keep him in if he doesn't actually need to rest him yet. Because it's about to be a time in the next few weeks, in the coming weeks, where he's going to need to rest. Yeah. And so maybe that's when the rotation will happen. Um, you think we're going three at the back again? Hmm. The three slash five. Yeah. 
you know, again, not you know the 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 tactician in me is, is not 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 the best. <laughs> um, um, I, I want to say that we will not go three in the back this time. I want to say that we go four, but do we have the personnel for that? That's the part, you know, does he risk that? You know, then what happens when it doesn't work and you have to then, you know, sub somebody out, you're Mm kind of strapped and you gotta, you gotta sub someone that may, you know, may add some dynamic, you know, dynamic elements to the offense or, and, or the defense. You know what? I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna amend my answer. I say yes. We go three. We go three slash five in the back because, again, we're it's 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 the duct tape thing. We we mm-hmm. we really don't have much, man. We yeah. don't have much to play with. So yeah, it's gonna. I think it's gonna go be back to that three slash five, and what we'll see is probably the it will be Davies positions swap uh, not swap it as in they'll switch sides but mm-hmm. someone some different personnel at, at, uh, at least in one of those positions oh interesting okay so i think you you worded it uh kind of kind of the way uh i, I in a way that i i identify with you said i want to say that yeah. he's gonna go with four and, <laughs> and i want to say that too i really want to yeah. I, I wish i wish it was a situation where, I mean, I would actually even, I mean, and again, I thought it will be did all right. I did. I would love to see him cuckoo in there at left. And I wouldn't completely mind Davies in there at right. I wouldn't yeah. mind John Joe Kinney in there at right, if I'm honest. Yeah. You know, just to, just to, I just want to see. I mean, we kept him for a reason. I would love to see him get some time. I mean, I'm, I, how, how is John Joe Kinney these days? Is he okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, but I, I, I mean, I've got to agree with you. I think it's going to be three in the back. I think we're going to see Godfrey Keenan Holgate again. Um, unless for some reason, uh, uh, Carlo wants to rotate Mina in, uh, and kind of keep the center backs rotating for some reason, but yeah. one would think he would want some form of stability to, for communication purposes. Yes. Um, oh gosh, I hate saying this, man. I don't like saying this. I don't think he's going to change anything in the starting line. Uh, yeah. I, I have a I have a uh, I you know I'm trying to be edgy, uh, but <laughs> I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of 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 somebody saying I try to be edgy. <laughs> you're when in reality, like I I say I try to be edgy. You're like really, Jerry? <laughs> no, you know, man. I, I'm trying to you know I'm trying to 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 at least you know you know make you know maybe come with a hot take. <laughs> but I, I get I get the scary feeling not, not scary I, you know it, it actually might be better for us I get the feeling that you're right I, I think it, it it it's likely that we'll see exa- the exact same the exact same setup the exact same formation with the exact same personnel maybe a change on the on the on get subbed in though that's what I think might we might see a change in and I'm hoping that Nkanku is on the bench and maybe see him come in at some point I'd love to see uh, Carlos show him a, show a little confidence in him, but yeah. you know it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, but uh, man, yeah, I I was just I, I was thinking about it though, and I was like, how poor was our performance? It wasn't super poor. Yeah. It wasn't a super poor performance. Um, and that kind of makes me wonder if he's going to change anything. If it was that bad, did Carlo think it was that bad? And I don't think he thought we played that poor of a game. Yeah. You know, and that makes me wonder. Now, 
The only thing that gives me pause is the fact that Leeds is a highly attacking team. They're very attacking, which means going with a more defensive formation does make sense. Burnley, I don't immediately think high-paced attack. Yeah. You know, I, I tend to think more, you know, route one, but that's what I tend to think. Maybe maybe that's unfair to Burnley's style this yeah. season. Uh, but, but yeah, that's what I tend to think. So if that's the case, maybe Carlo's like, you know what? Let's run four at the back because I'm not as worried about Burnley's ball movement as I was with Leeds. Maybe. Yeah. That would be that would be adjusting based on uh based on the opposition rather than just adjusting based on our availability. So mm-hmm. yeah. Curious. I don't know the answers. Yeah. But but my prediction stands that it's the same starters. So. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I'm gonna I don't like I'm saying gonna... that out loud, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that one. Uh, just 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 to be safe and also to cover my ass because I am not the uh, tactician expert. I'm not the tactics <laughs> expert. Someone is gonna get on Twitter and they're gonna tell me, "Oh, you shouldn't even be talking about this stuff." And I'm gonna come back with a snarky answer because I'm not gonna let anyone talk to me that way. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you know, you know how it you know how it is. Sometimes uh, uh, you wake up that morning and and you see. You see that lineup come in, and you're like, whoa, you know, mm-hmm. something's pleasantly surprising, or whoa, I did not expect that. I'm not yeah. sure about that. So, yeah, yeah, and there are times where I've been excited and it's just gone so poorly in the past. Yeah. I'm like, oh, finally, yeah. we're going to see that pairing. And then, that's you know, why we don't ha- see them. <laughs> so, so anyway, so what's, uh, what's, what's going to happen? What's the score going to be? And who's going to win? Is it? I think it, I, I'm going to say 2-0 uh, Everton. And I, true to form, based on what I always say about Burnley, I'm going to say it's a 1-0, uh, <laughs> but that we win. All right? Because I picked us to draw with Leeds last time, and it was such a negative pick, and who knew it wasn't negative enough? So, <laughs> um, it, it's just, uh, honestly, I, I like your 2-0 pick over Burnley better, though. Because I feel like if we get a 2-0 lead on them, we're okay. Yeah. But I yeah. worry about a 1-0 lead against Burnley. I do. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, the idea of having to kind of hold on against a team that finds every – just finds a way. They're just crafty. Yeah. They find little nooks and crannies in your defense, and it's just – and it's from these bizarre angles, and yeah. It's like a bend, don't break um, um, kind yeah. of defense as well. Like, you know, inviting balls, but just like – clearing everything and just that's solid this is very solid in the back it, it just hit me no english people are going to get this joke or this reference you remember john fox the coach for the panthers back of in course. the day yeah of course. that was how when he went to the super bowl that's how john fox teams played oh yeah not much attack they scored just enough to win very conservative and hardcore defense and he always used to say, it is what it is. And I could totally hear Sean Dyche saying that for some reason. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's yeah. such a weird reference. But, yeah, I just did it. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, okay. We're both picking wins on this one. Oh, yeah. Sometimes that's the curse of death. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> it happens. So, hey, we're at the end of the show. We made All it. Right. Jordan, Jordan, you survived time with Jerry. Uh, Congratulations. Seat, huh? I feel like we need to send you a certificate or something. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, Jordan, I uh, want to make sure I said thank you. Jordan, is there anything we need to promote for you, plug 
plug for Jordan besides the Vice uh, City Evertonians? Yeah, just follow us on Twitter, Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, although my primary platform for Vice City uh, is definitely Twitter. We are definitely loud on Twitter. Uh, our, uh, you know, we're, I think we're one of the most unique Everton, uh, Evertonians uh, supporters club out there. We have a lot of uh, Latin people in our, I think, mm. I think we are majority Latino awesome. in, in, in our supporters group. Uh, we got, if you look at my, if you look at my Twitter handle, we got the, the flag of the United States, the Colombian flag, the Brazilian flag and the Cuban flag just to represent mm. pretty much our membership, you know? Um, uh, yeah, hit us up, man. We're, we're fun on Twitter. We like, to, we like to get into it with, with some reds and, uh, I have, I, I show no fear on Twitter. So <laughs> <laughs> I admire you. I do everything I can to avoid like negative Twitter exchanges. I'm just like, they suck my life away. So oh. I'm just like, Oh, I can't. I feel like just like the fact that I could hide behind that it's Vice City EFC on Twitter and not Jordan Sanchez. I think uh, I think it helps a little bit, but uh, you know, uh, just some. For example, perfect example today. Somebody, you know, obviously the Chico Azul on uh, on Twitter, amazing, amazing dude. Uh, Actually, have some. He actually lived in Cuba for several years. Ironically enough, Uh, we had a great conversation about that um wait well he, you've interacted with chico azul oh yeah oh yeah definitely i'm sorry i'm, I'm geeking out a little bit yeah so for my, sure I I'm, geeked I, out I'm, too. A, I'm an ardent admirer not only of his writing but just comedy in general oh yeah he's yeah. he has a gift he has a yes. gift uh so, so somebody hit him up on twitter about how how the reason why Liverpool doesn't have that many uh, season ticket holders for this, this for this phase was because they have more they have more global supporters and Everton has zero. And of course, I have to yeah. back up my boy. And <laughs> I, with my snarky comment, I said, "Hey, from Miami here in the U.S., just in case you didn't know, I can <laughs> confirm that you are talking nonsense." <laughs> and that just had a string of replies. Of course. Uh, so, you know, of course. The, the Reds are going after me, and uh, I, but I live for that. I live for that, for, especially if it's if it's the Reds. <laughs> yeah, well, you've got my respect on that one, then, my friend. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, continuing the plugging. Uh, so, uh, make sure check out if you're in the Miami area. Check out Vice City, and even if you don't, you should, you should probably just be following them in general if you're an Everton supporter, just to see all the hot takes. Yeah, and if you're in the area, come by too. Uh, uh, we're, we're, opening, we're opening up here in Miami. Uh, we don't have as many people coming out for obvious reasons, uh, but every so often uh, we have a few guys from Merseyside. In fact, we, one of, what, he's not a member of ours, but his name is Danny. He, he works in the cruise ship industry, and he's in Miami every once in a while from Merseyside, and he'll join us for a game. Uh, Miami Beach being the tourist destination that it is, we'll always run into a few Evertonians that want to meet up with us. So, yeah, wherever you're from, near and far, you're always welcome. Even if you don't support Everton, we'd love to have you. Oh, very cool. Jeez. That just, that'll sound fun. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so there you go. That is, that is uh, Jordan's plug and, uh, and the Vice City Evertonians. So, check all that out. Um, uh, I have other stuff to plug now. We got to make sure I have responsibility to the Toffee Blues to mention if you're going to be getting everything, anything from Everton Direct for Christmas, please click on the link in the description. Uh, 
yes, uh, there's there's advantages for for toffee blues and potentially for yourself in this particular circumstance. So anyway, click on the link. It would help us out. We'd greatly appreciate it. So there's a, a plug thing. Also, da, 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 check out the Toffee Blues website. There's lots of Everton-based content on there. All things Everton. There's a lot of Toffee Blues contributors that are writing stories on there. So you'll see their faces on here or hear their voices on the podcast, but you'll see their actual writing and, and, and their brain droppings about Everton on the Toffee Blues website. Also follow the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And one last plug, I wrote a children's book, Randolph the Christmas Moose. It came because Max and Terry on the Toffee Blue, Toffee Blue View back in the day, Christmas episode, I mistook a reindeer for a moose and all of a sudden this happened. <laughs> oh joke, man, I did not know joke. that story. Yes, and it turned into me writing a children's book, my buddy Matt Taylor illustrating it, my first kid's book. And it's really fun. It's about a moose who likes to run. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a moose wearing a headband. What, a, what else you got? You know uh, what I mean? So anyway, please check it out. It's about, uh, you know, being able to, figuring out a way to do what you want in life and doing it for your own reasons. So yeah, uh, I'd appreciate it. Available on Amazon, but probably some other places too. Um, yeah, so that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan, thanks so much. Appreciate it, buddy. Of course. Thank you for having me. It was awesome. I had a yeah. great time. This was really fun, man. Really yeah. fun. I really hope you can come on again. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, you tell I me just... when. You tell <laughs> me when. I'm there. <laughs> Very cool. Actually, it, it hit me about, by the way, for those of you listening via podcast, you can't see, but if you're watching, I don't know if you can see behind Jordan, it hit me about two thirds of the way through. There's a totally Ninja Turtle posters. And I didn't know that's what it was. The whole time I was like, what is that? What is that? And then I was like, oh my God, it's Michelangelo and a tongue and pizza. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. And there's Raph. So yeah, sorry. I just got that because old brain. But anyway, <laughs> oddly enough, I was more focused on the person. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yes. So bring, come back, bring your, bring your Ninja Turtle posters. Jordan. Oh, I got, I got another one that I, for the next one that I got to show you. Uh, uh, another frame that I have. Uh, I've shown it on, on social media, so some people might be familiar with it, but it's a, it's a cool one. I'm totally excited, man. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. All right. So for all you Evertonians out there, thanks so much for, for watching. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, much love to all of you. Let's get uh, let's get uh, three points at Burnley. Let's uh, let's uh, somehow beat up on the big fundamental. Let's oh, do yeah. it. Let's do it. All right, everybody. Much love. Bye. That was a bad throw. Bye. <laughs>